Episode 110 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on January 2nd, 2021. I've gone fishing, almost literally. I'm away on vacation, so it's time to fire up the Wayback Machine as the Republic tries to restore things on Terrace, and then they're both Republic and Empire get together to enjoy the nightlife on Narshada. And with that, it's time to make the jump to light speed. And cue the moron. Welcome to episode 110 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. Or should I say, greatest hits lined up for you today. As I mentioned last episode, I am on vacation for the rest of the month right now. But rather than keep you waiting until February for the next podcast, I thought I'd keep the train rolling on my story project. I'm going to replay two segments for you today. The first is the Republic on Terrace, followed by the whole gang meeting up on Narshada. Enjoy. So while the companions battle it out and conquest gets sorted out, I wanted to talk about the original galactic conquest, the war between the Sith Empire and the Republic. War hasn't broken out yet, but tensions between the Empire and the Republic are heating up. It is now time to continue updating you on the story project that I'm working on. What I'm attempting to do is play all eight classes and move them through their class, companion, and planetary stories all at once. The goal is to find a playthrough that works chronologically. Again, I'm not going for canon. I've gotten through all of the starter planets in the two capital worlds, Droman Kass and Coruscant. The Empire has also moved close to reclaiming Balmora. And today I'm going to talk about the Republic's efforts on the storied world of Terrace. Before I begin, I want to warn you that I'm going to get into spoilers and plot points and play some clips. So if you haven't done all of the class stories or other stories that are part of the 1 to 50 experience, now would be a good time to bow out. For the rest of you, I want to start with a brief recap of the Republic side of the story. And just as a reminder, I'm going to refer to the characters as he or she based on the gender I chose for my characters. Just makes it easier to talk about them. There is absolutely nothing about the story that suggests you must choose a specific gender for a class. Although there are certain story moments that you can only experience as male or female, and some of them are quite good. So the story thus far for the Republic is this. The Jedi Knight went to Coruscant where he learned the Republic military has been secretly working on super weapons to fight the Empire. While word has gotten out and plans have gone missing, the Jedi Knight now has to track down a missing weapon and a missing scientist. Turns out the scientist is actually a Sith Lord. Not just any Sith Lord, but the son of Darth Ongrel, a rival of Orgus Din and one of the architects in the sacking of Coruscant. The knight kills Ongrel's son, but not before he could transmit the stolen Republic plans to Ongrel. The hunt continues. 
The Jedi Consular goes to Coruscant to find a cure for the mysterious illness afflicting Master Yuan Parr. The Consular seeks wisdom from ancient Jedi technology called Noeticons. She learns that Yuan is being attacked by Sith technique from an ancient Sith named Tarek Morage. The, to combat this, she, the Consular learns a shielding technique which can free the victim from their attacker, but it comes at a cost to her own well-being. With Yuan healed, there is concern that other masters are under attack. The consular leaves Coruscant to find them. The smuggler arrives on Coruscant on the hunt for Skavik and his ship. With the help of a charming rogue named Darmus Polaran, the smuggler finds Skavik just as he's finalizing a deal with the Empire. Skavik runs, leaving the Imperials to do his dirty work of killing the smuggler. They fail, and we learn that our ship is at the starport. We get there before Skavik and reclaim our ship. Once airborne, we find that Skavik has left us a cargo hold full of valuables and a beautiful woman named Risha who offers to take us on the greatest treasure hunt the galaxy has ever seen. The Republic Trooper reports to Coruscant to begin hunting down the recently defected members of Havoc Squad. Trooper learns that Havoc Squad aren't the only soldiers defecting, and it's reached almost a crisis level. Trooper's mission is to cut off the defector's supply and communication lines on Coruscant. He succeeds in his mission and deals the defectors their first blow. He now heads to Port Raga, where former Havoc Squad member Wraith has kidnapped a Republic senator. That's the story thus far. Let's head to the planet where the Old Republic was born, Terrace. recommended play order for Terrace is Smuggler, Trooper, Knight, and Consular. And I have to say, I just don't see it. I found Terrace to be one of the most open-ended planets, and I didn't find any chronological markers that defined an order of play. Bottom line, I think you're fine going in whatever order you feel like. The reason for the recommended order was primarily based on this conversation the Smuggler has with Beryl Thorne, in which Thorne mentions Zone Zero and how not much is known about it. Thorne is an ex-colleague of Risha's, and the two don't like each other much. Mm, sensors are picking up the vault's unique radiation signature. That's good. Aha, there it is. Oh, your vault is in Zone Zero. That's bad. Give me all the details. Zone Zero is in no man's land. When the Republic first got here, it sent a bunch of surveyors to map the region. One surveyor made it back alive, said the place is overrun with things worse than Rakul's. Nobody goes there. No man should march into certain death without a kiss for luck. I'll ask, but Argo's real picky about his men. I beg your pardon, mistress. In case you're wondering, Zone Zero is the old underground tunnel where all of the class stories wrap up. The idea is when the smuggler arrives, not much is known about Zone Zero, and by the time the other classes get there, we know a lot more. That's simply not the case. Also, there isn't a single planetary thread on Terrace either. The story missions are the ones designated by the Purple Triangles, and while they exist, they're unrelated to one another and specific to the mission hub in which they're found. In other words, you can mix and match which characters you want to do them. 
So the bottom line for me, there is no play order for Terrace, and you're free to bring your heroes through there however you'd like. Even though the order doesn't matter, there is a lot happening on Terrace and a number of things you should pay attention to. First is the Jedi Knight story where he is there to find a Republic scientist named Nason Gadera. His adversary is a member of Imperial Intelligence. That's enough bloodshed. Let's be professional about this. I am Watcher One with Imperial Intelligence. Those men you fought served me. What kind of name is that? My title is who I am. Any other name I gave you would be a lie. You may recall that when the Imperial agent goes to Droman Kass, he has this conversation about the Watchers with Watcher 3. How many Watchers are there, anyway? Only Keeper knows for sure. I've never met a Watcher with a designation higher than four. Watcher 1's on assignment right now, so it's just me and Watcher 2 here. Anyway, I should get back to work. That's one of a few crossovers that are starting to develop. The bonus series on Terrace ties heavily into the planetary story for the Imperials. Take this scientist, for instance. This is not a grooming behavior. That's tool use at the very least. I know that, and you know that. I'm just saying neither the university nor the garrison... Never mind, we have company. Hi, I'm Mola Hagstor. This is Professor Vral. We're applied xenozoologists. Uh, could you settle something for us? We'll see Mola again, and I dare say her fate will rest in our hands. Terrace is an important planet in the lore of the Old Republic. It's where Knights of the Old Republic began, and Bioware has put in lots of codexes, missions, and references that give you the history of what happened before. So while the play order doesn't matter at all, really, at this point, and you're free to bring your characters through in whatever order you like, there is a lot happening here, and you should just make a point to do all of the quests, all of the side quests, and especially the bonus series, because you're just going to learn a lot about the history of the Old Republic. So that was the Republic story on Terrace. In this next part, all eight characters come together on Nar Shaddaa. It's now time to continue updating you on the story project that I'm working on. What I'm attempting to do is play all eight classes and move them through their class, companion, and planetary stories all at once. The goal is to find a playthrough that works chronologically. I'm not going for canon. So I've gotten through all the starter planets in the two capital worlds, Droman Kass and Coruscant. The Empire has also moved close to reclaiming Balmora, and the Republic is making good progress in their reconstruction efforts on Terrace. Before I begin, I want to warn you that I'm going to get into spoilers and plot points and play some clips, so if you haven't done all of the class stories or other stories that are part of the 1-50 to experience, this is your cue to exit. The rest of you, I want to start with a brief recap of the story. Just as a reminder, I'm going to refer to the characters as he or she based on the gender I chose for my characters. just makes it easier to talk about them. There is absolutely nothing about the story that suggests you must choose a specific gender for a class, although there are certain, sort, certain story moments that you can only experience as male or female, and some of them quite good. So here is the story thus far. The Jedi Knight is trying to clean up the mess created by General Varsuthra and the Repub Republic military. They've been working on a number of secret projects, all quite dangerous. 
The plans for these projects have fallen into the hands of Darth Ongrel. The Jedi Knight is on the hunt to shut down these projects and stop Ongrel once and for all. The smuggler is on the greatest treasure hunt the galaxy has ever seen. Working with a partner named Risha, she wears the pants in this deal, by the way, the smuggler is acquiring parts for his starship that will help him find the lost treasure of the infamous crime lord, Nock Drayen. The Republic Trooper is attempting to track down the old members of Havoc Squad who have defected to the Empire. Along the way, he's rebuilding Havoc Squad, adding Eric Jorgen and Alara Dorn as its latest members. He stopped former Havoc member Needles on Terrace, but the other members still remain at large. The Trooper is attempting to force them out of hiding by disrupting their lines of supply and channels of communication. The Jedi Consular is trying to find out just who is this mysterious Lord Vivacar, and why is he using an ancient Sith plague to poison the minds of some of the Jedi Order's most prestigious masters? The gifted consular has learned a shielding technique that can free the masters from this plague. The Sith warrior is on a mission to snuff out agents of Darth Barriss that are infiltrating the Republic for the Dark Lord. Barriss's longtime nemesis, Noman Carr, has a Padawan with a unique ability that threatens to blow the cover of Barriss's spies. The Sith warrior must get to Barriss's agents before it's too late. The Sith Inquisitor is trekking around the galaxy collecting artifacts that used to belong to the ancient Sith Lord, Tulak Horde. Lord Zash wants these artifacts to perform a mysterious ritual. The Sith Inquisitor is a descendant of Sith Lord Kallig, an enemy of Tulak Hordes. The spirit of Lord Kallig has warned the Inquisitor to beware of Zash. She is not what she seems. The Bounty Hunter is racing across the galaxy, pursuing targets and rivals in the Great Hunt. As if the competition of the hunt weren't enough, a Mandalorian competitor named Terra Blood is doing everything he can to see that the bounty hunter does not succeed. And finally, the Imperial agent is on a mission to dismantle a terrorist cell run by a man known as the Eagle. The Eagle is responsible for the assassination of Darth Jadis, a member of the Dark Council. Complicating matters is Jadis' daughter, Darth Zorid, who now has the agent embroiled in Sith politics. That's the story thus far, as all-out war looms closer, the Empire and Republic try to secure their standing with the greedy Hut cartel. The story now heads into new territory, as the pursuits of all eight heroes bring them to the smuggler's moon, the seedy world of Nar Shaddaa. Nar Shaddaa is the first planet where all eight classes come together. Naturally, one would expect that this confluence of characters would threaten to unravel the entire tapestry of stories, should even one plot thread be told out of turn. Incredibly, this is not the case. The capital of the galactic underworld is surprisingly kind to this narrative, and the eight heroes are free to come and go in whatever order you choose. While there is a recommended play order, it is not based on chronology, but instead is dictated by the various planetary stories and how they fit with each class story. Following the recommended order is optional, although it is quite good. Like Terrace for the Republic, there isn't a single story arc for either the Empire or the Republic on Nar Shaddaa. 
Each zone has its own story that can be done independently of one another. For the Empire, the recommended order of play is Sith Warrior, Imperial Agent, Sith Inquisitor, and Bounty Hunter. The first zone has you helping the Empire defeat the Exchange. The Sith Warrior story starts with the Exchange trying to disrupt Darth Barriss's slaving operations on Nar Shaddaa. The second zone involves working with Imperial Intelligence to stop an uprising led by a Gendai called the Flame. This is an obvious fit for Cypher 9. The third zone has you investigating a secret vault that belonged to Darth Revan. It turns out that Revan hid a piece of technology from the Star Forge called the Infinite Engine there. It's guarded by the descendants of a group of Angri, who were once servants to Revan. The side quest blends well with the Sith Inquisitor's cult story. The final zone has you investigating a breach into a data center belonging to Kabura the Hut. With a hotshot slicer of a companion in Mako, this mission makes sense for the bounty hunter. On the Republic side, the recommended play order is Smuggler, Trooper, Jedi Consular, and Jedi Knight. The first story mission involves helping the Republic get back some of its territories and taking down a powerful gang led by a Nikto called The Mountain. This story works well with the smuggler as there are some shady deals you can make along the way. The second zone requires you to stop the evil Dr. Charnagus, who's performing terrible experiments on kidnapped Republic soldiers who went to Nar Shaddaa for some R&R. It's the perfect job for Havoc Squad. In the third zone, there is an Imperial military leader who is systematically committing genocide against the Evokai and other non-human species. For the benevolent consular, this is right up her alley. In the final zone, the SIS wants you to rescue an imprisoned Jedi Knight named Akodomi. Surely the Jedi Knight would want to save one of his order, so it's a good mission for the Knight. That's the order of play, and it's purely based on logic. You are free to play each character in whatever order you choose. The story is just that flexible right now. And to be honest, it probably will be this way until we get to the end of Chapter 2 and into Chapter 3. Planets like Quesh, Belsavis, Hoth, Voss, and Corellia will have stricter orders of play. Now, just because the events of each story aren't commingling doesn't mean that interesting crossovers aren't happening. Take this conversation between the Sith Warrior and Vet, where we, we learn more about Vet's past. When I was working for Noctrayan, doing the pirate thief thing, he had a daughter my age, Risha. It wasn't like Nock was super sweet to her or anything. But he'd call her princess, and I wished I was her. Having someone your own age could be great or terrible, depending. It was great. Always great. Risha was smart and strong. She knew how to do everything around the ship. And I went everywhere with her. Suddenly I had a sister again. For years it was Risha and me against the galaxy and anyone who gave us grief. Did you drift apart? Start to fight? Nothing like that. Eventually, Nock hatched some secret plan that I couldn't be a part of. One that apparently got them both killed. But for a while there, I really was happy. Risha, of course, is working with the smuggler to find Nock Drain's treasure. And it's interesting now to think that unbeknownst to either of them, Risha and Vet were likely on Nar Shaddaa at the same time. Also, when the Jedi Knight completes his mission on Nar Shaddaa, SIS agent Tander arrives with a cadre of Republic soldiers. When the Knight asks about the reinforcements, this is what Special Agent Tander tells him. 
This is Black Star Squad, a special operations team. General Varsuthra pulled in a favor with General Garza. Got him here quick. We're demolishing this location. Make sure the enemy can't recover anything useful. General Garza, as you know, is in charge of Republic Special Forces and is the Republic Troopers' handler and commanding officer. It's just a nice little tie-in. The biggest story moment from Nar Shadda also comes from the Jedi Knight's story. The Knight is sent to an abandoned mining colony in deep space where he hopes to bring Admiral Hacklin, one of Darth Ongrel's closest advisors, into custody. It is believed that Hacklin wants to defect. It turns out to be a trap, and we learn that Kira Carson was once trained to be a Sith and is a child of the Emperor. They immediately head to Tython to inform the Jedi Council and seek their guidance. We've heard rumors about these children of the Emperor before, but this finally confirms their existence. Troubling that we never sensed the truth about Kira and Master Kuix brought her to us. That makes her especially dangerous. She can't be allowed to remain free. Kira's master should have a voice in this. What do you recommend? I brought her to you because I wasn't sure what to do. Our path is clear. The girl is dangerous. She lied to us. To allow her to remain a Padawan, become a Jedi Knight? It's inconceivable. Is it? Did we not first learn of the children of the Emperor from a Sith turn to the light? Master Braga speaks the truth. No one is beyond redemption. The cool moment here is seeing Seo Bakarn. This is the first time we've seen Seo at one of the Jedi Knights Council meetings. As we'll find out later in the Jedi Consular's story, Master Bakarn is actually the first child of the Emperor. That's it for Nar Shadda. Our heroes are now all headed to Tatooine and then Alderaan. While the order of play is free-flowing for now, it will soon start to get a little stricter, starting with the smuggler. Can't wait to meet the buyer of that severed head. Then I recommend setting course for Alderaan first. Let me know when we're there. I'll have more to say about that mysterious head when we get to Alderaan, but first, Tatooine. And that's the state of the Old Republic for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 110 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at SotorPodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at SotorPodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 111, hopefully before I get back from vacation. Until then, remember the Sith Code, cake is a lie. Thank you.